Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And welcome back. Here we are. Here we are. (laughs) I always say that. Here we are. What is time anyway? What is time? It's the beginning of December. Uh, We, you know, we're heading into this glorious... Christmas season, um, holiday know. season. Excuse me, thank you. Holiday, <laughs> se- holiday season, end of the year. Uh, you know, so jumping head first in 2021, and no one is you know more ready to get that started than Chip and Joanna Gaines. Uh, <laughs> really, no one, <laughs> no. <laughs> Jk, everybody's ready to jump into 2021. Um, but we, I mean, two Nate, Chip and Joanna Gaines, two people that we haven't talked about probably to Rachel's um, delight for a while. Uh, because Fixer Upper, the it's not called Fixer Upper Network, the Magnolia Network, it's slated to launch on January 4th. Like, that, that's right so there. soon. It's so I feel soon. Like, I feel like we were talking about it all the time and everybody was talking about it all the time and now it just kind of snuck up on... Honest. I mean, the news broke December 2nd. So with the launch, uh, the January 4th launch, we're getting premiere episodes of 10 of their new shows. Uh, and some of these shows, you know, one of which is the reboot of Fixer Upper, which everyone has just been waiting with bated breath. They can't can't wait for the fact that we get to see Chip and Joe help people fix up old homes again. Um, there's other... <laughs> Other series, Rachel, let me run a few of these by you and see if they tickle your fancy. Um, A cooking series called Magnolia Table with Joanna Gaines, where viewers watch that. You'd be down with that? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't even let you finish. I was like, (laughs) yes. I mean, we saw the launch of their restaurant. They have a restaurant called Magnolia Table in Waco, and it looks good. I mean, the menu sounds good. The decor is cute. So I would think it would be. I mean, if it was an atrocity, I think it would be surprising. I mean, everything they touch turns to gold. So exactly. I mean, that's essentially just like a cooking show um, with Joanna and she'll share recipes from her cookbooks and stuff. Um, And then there's Road to Launch featuring intimate conversations between the Gaineses and various talent from the upcoming Magnolia Network programming slate. Nope. (laughs) Pass. Hard pass. That's going to be a pass. Uh, That's going to be a no from me, dog. And then the documentary uh, Courage to Run, which chronicles a fortuitous meeting that inspired Chip to train for and compete his first marathon. Uh, I don't care. Are you serious? (laughs) I remember when Chip ran a marathon and was like, so about it on his Instagram. Well, um, everybody who's ever run a marathon is so about it on Instagram. <laughs> That's the whole point. I don't need to see a documentary about why you chose to run a marathon. <laughs> and what is this fortuitous meeting with whom? <sighs> probably maybe someone without legs. I don't know. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. It was probably someone, somebody someone without... who slipped in the shower and broke their knee. <laughs> like, I hey. don't know. <laughs> It's a low blow. Not a low blow. Just just a call back to um, your unfortunate injury. But yeah, it's uh, that so, one. 
Magnolia Network is not all home improvement programming then. It's this random other stuff about yeah. chips running obsession and whatnot. It's literally the Chip and Joe show. Like that's that's what it is. <sighs> um anyway, we we just thought we'd let you know that um Well thank yeah. you for letting me know because I guess we're gonna have to watch some of these and report back, right? We uh, yeah. I mean that is that is what we do. <laughs> Okay. That is strap in, folks. It's well, gonna be a wild ride. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. We'll strap in and I could see us liking some of these though. Like maybe Courage to Run will just be this like mind blowing, life changing documentary and I start being a long distance runner, you know? Perhaps that it will be the heartwarming, feel good documentary I didn't know that I needed to watch. Yeah. Uh all right. So keep your eyes on that for twenty twenty one. You're welcome. Um, let's move on to the next bit of news. We love when a celebrity comes out with a candle. Um, if you remember, <laughs> if you remember in episodes past, we discussed Gwyneth Paltrow coming out with her, this smells like my vagina candle. Um, and her subsequent, this smells like my orgasm candle. And this smells like my prenup was her most recent candle, which mm. I think the I think the prenup candle was like a citrusy. She's out of control. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. I mean, what does a prenup smell like? I don't know. It's it's marketing, as you know. Um, one thing to say that a candle smells like part of the human body or human experience, but um, <laughs> a prenup. Another thing to say that it smells like a legal document. Yeah. <laughs> it smells like it smells like notebook paper. Yeah. Um, but the latest celebrity to come out with their own candle line is Drake. Um, the rapper has come out with Better World Fragrance House. That's the label, and it's a collaboration with Revolve, which is like an online retailer. Um so Drake uh, launched this candle collab earlier this month, and it has since sold out. Or no, excuse me. The one, okay, so one of the candles smells like Drake, and that one has since sold out. Um, okay, back up. Yeah? <laughs> you just totally glossed over. <laughs> it smells like Drake. What do we think Drake smells like? Well, okay, the candle that Drake designed that smells like himself is called Carby Musk, and it features notes of like musk. Like pasta? Like carbs, yeah. Yeah, like pasta, okay. Which I, I'm down with that. We'll dive into the name. Okay. <laughs> but it features notes of musk, amber, cashmere, suede, and velvet, and it actually smells like Drake. It's the personal fragrance he wears. Um, according to the item description, which it's it sounds nice. Like I like amber and I like um, cashmere suede, yeah. you know, in a candle. Um, I looked up Carby <laughs> in my truly like. <laughs> well, I was like, is that like some some fragrance note that I I'm not cool enough to have heard of or exactly I'm not up on the- or like a reference to I thought like maybe it's a reference to like marijuana smoking or like maybe oh, yeah. it's like some so I looked up Carby on Urban Dictionary and it literally <laughs> all it said was like Drake no it said like pot like when you when you eat too much pasta <laughs> like when you have a few extra LBs <laughs> well then I smell like Carby musk every day I mean it's 
it's Carby Musk is exactly how you think it's supposed to be used in a sentence. Um, it's just weird because it's not part of any of the fragrance notes you listed. Like you didn't mention anything having to do with pizza, pasta, potatoes. Exactly. And then it's just smack there in the the beginning of the title. But yeah, I'll give him a pass for that. It does sound like it would smell good. However, um, these things go for $80 a pop. Would they you do. pay that for this candle? Well, okay, so it's $80, which is expensive for a candle, but you get, I think, like 10 ounces. So a 10-ounce candle um, is a pretty hefty candle, and, um, you know, compared to some of the other, like a Byredo candle is like 80 bucks, and I think that's more like a 7-ounce candle. So (laughs) here we go, Natalie's candle talk. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Natalie's bougie candle podcast coming right up. Yeah, but uh, no, I like, would what not. What if ones go for 75 too? They so do. I think it's interesting that he upped the the ante by five bucks. It almost seems like a like a weird power move. It is, but I think that Gwyneths are smaller. So if you're thinking about candle per ounce. Okay. I think you're, you're going to get for more your with, buck. with Drake's. You're um, going to do better with Drake. These, okay, so the line includes five different smells. So we have Carby Musk, which is supposed to smell like Drake. Um, And then the other four are called Sweeter Tings, Williamsburg Sleepover, (laughs) Good Thoughts, and Muskoka. So I I looked up the the fragrance notes of these. The ones that kind of were interesting, uh, Williamsburg Sleepover stood out to me as not only kind of an interesting name, but also um, a really unique uh, scent profile, Um, one that I would actually probably like. There are notes of rose, lily of the valley, vetiver, amber, musk, patchouli, and cedar woods. That one sounds kind of like a good mix of, you know, floral and woody scents. and this one sold out. Actually, you know what? I misspoke in the beginning. All of these candles are sold out. Well, somebody wants them. And it is the holiday time. So if you want to give your loved one uh, something to make them smell like Drake, I guess <laughs> wait, get on Carby Musk. Wait for the next said, drop of Carby Musk. You said something in the beginning about how this follows a long line of celebrities who have also released candles and I almost stopped you to be like really um and I see in this story by Vanity Fair where we're talking about the the candles that yeah other stars have jumped on this candle trend I didn't know including Alicia Keys Kylie Jenner no shocker there Mm -hmm. Casey Musgraves and Anthony Hopkins (laughs) I'm sorry but that one makes me laugh what does an Anthony Hopkins candle smell like it smells like liver, fava beans. And fava beans. <laughs> and a nice candy. <laughs> I actually heard about Anthony Hopkins' candle journey. And he has eau de parfum. He has a sandalwood candle. <laughs> he has he has a gardenia tuberose candle. Um, and it's in, it's in um, what's it called? It's in uh, partnership with No Kid Hungry. Oh, well, that's nice. I feel bad for laughing now. <laughs> Yeah, you heartless. <laughs> you heartless hater. No. You you had there's no way for you to know that. Um but you know, a portion of the I'm I'm sure like a majority I, I hope a majority of the profits from from these uh 
products go to go. good causes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's just that my my knowledge of Sir Anthony Hopkins is very limited. I just, but what I do know of him, I did not expect for him to have a candle line. But yeah, hey, you learn new things every day. I know, I know. It's the world of candles is vast, and uh, but yeah, Drake joining the the ranks of Gwyneth and Anthony Hopkins in having his own candle line are you gonna buy it no no this gonna become the uh product for the next wager that we make no I'm so much more interested in (laughs) a goop candle which one do you want the the OG one or do you want the orgasm one um oh of Gwyneth definitely Mm -hmm. the I think the the first one smells like my smells like my vagina vagina because okay. that one had like I think that had like gardenia in it and like <laughs> she wishes <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good um Rachel how many candles do you think you could buy for 85 million dollars <laughs> because that leads not so perfectly, <laughs> a little clunkily into our next. I mean, I could story. do the math on the Drake candle at eighty bucks. It would be <laughs> so many candles, too many, too many Williamsburg sleepover candles. Um, yes, we're, musks. We're talking about eighty-five million dollars because that is the price that Ryan Seacrest is selling his house for. <sighs> he would audible sigh from Rachel. I, I don't I have conflicting feelings about Ryan Seacrest. Um, oh, really? I think he needs to like do less and be less. Um, I I mean, I think he's very talented, but I just think he must operate. I don't know. He operates on a whole other level. And I think that shows in the main way that he's trying to sell his house right now. Yeah. Uh, this house is in Beverly Hills. It's on three acres of land. And it was previously owned by Ellen DeGeneres and Portia de Rossi. He bought it from them in 2012 for $36.5 million, which is a lot a lot less than they tried to sell it for. They tried to sell it for, like, double that. We know Portia and Ellen are, you know, they, they've been flipping houses for a long time. That, that's their passion. And so mm-hmm. they completely renovated this place. Um, and so I think as Ryan's putting it on the market right now, he hasn't done much to really, I mean, maybe some minor cosmetic tweaks and, you know, new paint, new furniture, but the real structural stuff um, was all done by Ellen and Portia beforehand. So I'm really curious what what qualifies for this $85 million <laughs> price tag. Like what, what, why what, does he think he can get that much? Yeah. Yeah. What gives you the right? What gives, what? What gives you the right? We, we we spoke to some experts, and they basically thought that it's probably not going to get $85 million. It'll more go for, you know, the $65, 70000000 if that. Uh, but they did note that it's an extremely private property. Like, this place is a sanctuary, so any, you know, big, wealthy A-lister would love this place. It's Yeah, it's... 
three acres. It's very treed. It has little kind of enclaves throughout the property where you can have outdoor dining or it's got like a koi pond. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you've got a, a giant, beautiful pool. It kind of looks like you're in Tuscany mm-hmm. um, if you walk the grounds. So yeah, I mean, it, it is beautiful and and huge and private. Yeah, it's a seven bed, 10 bath place. Um, I think it's something like 9,000 square feet. It might be more though. That actually sounds kind of small, <laughs> uh, if you can believe that. But um, we'll link the... We'll, Will we link the listing or we don't want to, we're not going to dox. We'll link the story in the show notes. Um, so you can right. see the It'll photos. They'll show you a few photos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go to the show notes on your podcast app and you can find the link to the story. Uh, so you can take a look at these photos and just drool over this house. I mean, I was actually struck by the fact that in the description, it said that there's both, um, city views and ocean views and I was like huh? ocean, ocean views because this is in Beverly Hills and you know you, I mean I guess you can get ocean views in Beverly Hills but this place does in fact have ocean views um yeah this this house is incredible we'll keep an eye on it to see if it does actually go for 85 million I I would no. bet you so many Carby Musk candles that it's not gonna go for <laughs> 85 million I mean come on um, but wishful thinking, Ryan Seacrest can dream. I don't see the picture where it supposedly has the views of the ocean. Mm. I'll I'll send it to you. There's I forget which one it is. There's one that's there. It's like okay. it seems like a stretch to me. It does, right? That's why I was just like, what? But it's on hold on, let me see if I can find it. They're really trying to get that eighty five mil. <laughs> They're just like you crane your neck really hard. Yeah, you can see and you everything. look at just a hundred and thirty degree angle. Um, you can see one glimpse of the ocean. Hold on, where is it? On a sunny day. There's like with one. no clouds. Yeah, it has to be a perfect right, like to see the ocean you have to like <laughs> The, the weather no wildfires, no haze, no yeah. fog. The weather conditions have to be perfect. Um, also, I want to take back what I said in the beginning about having a huge, beautiful pool. That pool is not $85 million <laughs> to me. It's just a really ordinary rectangular pool. The koi pond is bigger. It could very possibly might be. Oh, that pool is nice. What are you talking about? It's fine. The pit, The one in the picture with the... Yeah, well, maybe that's where the ocean view is. <laughs> they just—they didn't show us the ocean view, but that's um, fine. Yeah, I, I just—we've seen nicer. I can't find the picture with the ocean view, but um, I because it doesn't exist. All right, well, we're gonna launch into making moves. This, of course, is the segment where we talk about. Celebrity homes and uh, that we've previously discussed on the show, and we kind of check in. These are our updates. The first house that we're going to look at is Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen's Brookline, Massachusetts mansion. Tom Brady, of course, uh, is now in Florida doing his thing because he is now on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, but he and Giselle have still been trying to sell their house in Brookline. Um, they originally listed it for 3.5 million and then they lowered 33. it. 33. Wait, no, no, no. 39.5. Excuse me. Yeah. What? <laughs> 3.9. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a bargain. 
Um, yeah, they originally listed it for thirty nine point five million, and then they lowered it to thirty three point nine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, pulled it off because there was no activity. The interesting thing about this is that. It, it is on the market now, but I guess it has been for a few months as an off-market listing. And mm. you and I have been checking it fastidiously to see if it have if it had come back on. And each time we did, it said that it was not on the market. And mm-hmm. this is why, because they've been trying to peddle it um, kind of under the table. Yeah, I guess they're just, they're serious now. Uh I mean, Tom, as we know, that they they purchased a house in Tampa. But yeah, I mean, they're so they're not like coming out here and being super public with it. But they definitely want to sell this home like this is they're ready to unload this home for sure. Did you want to mention that it was affected by the tropical storm? Oh, they're they're placed in Tampa. Yeah. I mean, there was this one story that we saw. Um, Tom Brady reacted to seeing his jet skis and entire dock flow away from his new Florida home. And that was because of tropical storm Edda, um, which hit in, when did that hit? Like this summer? No, in, in November, I believe. Yeah. He spoke to, um, Yahoo sports about it. He said, I had a dock that broke. It floated away. Um, I had these jet skis on it and I saw those things, Hold on, a pop-up just came up. I had these jet skis on it, and I saw those things sitting on the middle of the bay, sitting out in the middle of the bay, and I was going, wow, that's pretty surreal. (laughs) Can you imagine being so calm about losing, like, jet skis? I would be (laughs) – that's how I would react if I lost, like – I dropped – if I dropped, like, an ice cream cone, I'd be like, wow, that's pretty surreal. I get upset when I accidentally throw away silverware in the takeout boxes. Yeah, that's my version of surreal. In any case, um, let's move on to another house that we've discussed before. This is Kathy Griffin's house. And this one just sold, by the way. It did? Yeah. Oh, my God. Breaking news. Yeah. Wait, that's crazy because I checked this like, oh, my God, it sold today. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. So you, you're hearing it first here. Um, this house owned by Kathy Griffin, which is in Bel Air. Uh, she listed it for $16 million, And according to Realtor.com, it sold for $14.01 million. Yeah. And this is after she uh, did concede and dropped the price of the mm-hmm. mansion. So she had... It was, as you mentioned, originally listed for $16 million. She dropped it to $14.75 million and obviously took a little bit, a scotch less, at $14.01 million. I think that's still pretty good for, for her. Uh, for this, I'm, I'm looking through the photos right now of this house. I mean, it's a huge She place. was our winner one, one week because we loved the house so much. Yes. And she was also our winner because she bought this place uh with cash so we oh yeah that's right so we were like we were very impressed by that big baller kathy griffin just like dropping 16 or no how much did she pay she paid do 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 one moment please she paid 10.5 million for this place Mm. so so she made a profit of four million bucks that's not too shabby yeah, I mean, I would call her this week's real estate winner, even though we already have a, a separate winner. And this is breaking news that we did not know that this place sold. Um, but that's 
good for her. I mean, $4 million mm. profit. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Finally, we've come to winners and losers. This is the segment at the end of our show where we discuss real estate deals that celebrities have made and we pick out one winner and one loser. Kind of self-explanatory. We're going to start with our loser, somebody that Natalie is very excited about. In fact, I got a text message from her last night with a lot of exclamation points about it. Our loser is the often talked about on this podcast, Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne. I'm looking at these photos right now, just reminiscing about, about how Bella insane. Thorne and her pink house. Yeah, how insane this house is. Um, we've discussed this. If you're a listener, if you're if you are a house party head, you know that we have discussed this house extensively. This is Bella Thorne's house in Sherman Oaks, which is in the valley of Los Angeles. Um we it had kind of a chaotic history because very it, chaotic it's ugly to begin with inside and out it's pink on the outside and there's wild decor on the inside and we said she was never going to be able to sell it and then it was pending and then it wasn't and then she dropped the price and then, then was it, it pending again yeah I think it was pending again like she's she's been a, a fixture in making moves for like <laughs> she's made a lot of moves <laughs> this has been a roller coaster a real estate roller coaster I would say absolutely um and th- I mean the reason if if you don't remember the reason why this place is insane as Rachel said it's it's magenta pink on the outside she has you know artists who came in and did art on the wall very colorful art on the walls on the inside um there's rooms with boas around the windows there's a room with just roses pasted on the wall like you know we'll link the the, <laughs> the photos in the show notes we will link the photos in the show notes again uh, just so that anybody who hasn't checked it out can the kitchen cabinetry so. has like colorful paneling that clearly looks like she just took a marker to them it's a very chaotic home like you said Rachel but um it's someone bought it finally sold I mean we did say in the beginning we thought a lot of these were cosmetic changes that somebody could easily make so Mm -hmm. you know we weren't totally surprised when it flew off the market the first time but then that deal fell through so Mm -hmm. it's just had a sordid history since then and it looks like this time was the the real deal and did you already say it sold for 2.28 million Correct. I did not. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's 2.28 million and she listed it for 2.5. Um, so she took a bit of a loss, which is why she's our loser of the week. Although she did, I will mention she did buy it in 2016 for 2 million. So she mm. technically made a hair of a profit. That's true. That's, you know, with winners and losers every week, everything is always very gray. <laughs> you can argue <laughs> both sides sometimes. It was on the market for 126 days, so that's yeah. that's loser material, I'd say. That's a long, especially for, I mean, we expect to see, you know, a luxury property that's like a $10 million, $12 million house. Maybe that'll hang out on the market for a while, but a, two, a $2.5 million house, especially in LA, like $2.5 million, 
you know, you're going to get a very nice house, but it's not going to be a big baller mansion. It's, you know, it's your dollar doesn't go far in LA. So the fact that this hung out on the market, it really took some convincing of buyers to be like, this is cosmetic. You can paint over, you know, the UFO, whatever this girl with a, that actually might be a painting of Bella um, on the wall with her, with her nose ring. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I can't believe that this saga has come to an end. I know. I'm excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> All um, right. Um, move let's on move to on winner. to our winner. Our winner this week is comedian actor Seth Rogen. Yes. Seth Rogen. He, Why is he our winner? Well, he falls into our category of com- white comedians who love Spanish-style architecture in Hollywood. <laughs> Um, he joins the ranks of Nick Kroll and, well, I guess, you know what, actually, maybe I have to step it back. Just white comedians who like architecture. Um, so we can include Will Arnett because Will Arnett's home, as we know, is, um, just modern and really pretty. Um, but Seth Rogen's house, uh, it's a Spanish style Hollywood bungalow. He's our winner because he sold it for 2.16 million. Uh, which is just a little bit over his asking price. So, uh, and it sold pretty quickly. It sold in 47 days. Um, he bought it. He also bought it in 2006 for 1.65 million. Um, so, as you can see, he sold it for less. Or excuse me, he sold it for more than he bought it for. Seth didn't do a lot of decorating, like high end decorating in this place. Though I'm looking at a listing photo with. Um, arcade video games. Uh, I'm in the kitchen right now, and there's some some um, uh, word art. There's a, a thing that says "cook" and a word a thing that says "eat." Yeah. Um, just in case you forget. Just in case you forget which room you're in. Uh, there's a koi, a koi pond, which seems very on brand for for mm-hmm. a stoner for some reason. Um, and Ryan Seacrest. And yeah, wealthy people and stoners, which sometimes overlaps. Um, but yeah, he um, he got slightly over what he listed his home for. So for that, Seth Rogen is our winner of the week. And also Kathy Griffin. And also what? Oh, yes. And, Kathy and Griffin. Also, yes, of course. Kathy Griffin, the um, the breaking news, Kathy Griffin. We'll, we'll give them the, the, the co-title. Yes. For sure. Um, all right, and that is it for House Party this week. Thank you for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show. We would so appreciate it. And if you could also give us a five star rating and write us a review, that would be appreciated as well by us. <laughs> um, it helps people find the show, and we really appreciate the support. If you want to check out any of the stories that we talked about today, go to your podcast show notes. We will have links to all the stories we talked about. Uh, You can see photos of these homes and um, read a little, you know, inside scoop about them that we dig up. Uh, Yeah. Rachel, what do you have to say? (laughs) I have a lot to say. And if you have a lot to say, you should get in contact with us. You can contact us at 
podcast at realtor.com. That is singular podcast at realtor.com. Or you can find us on social media channel of your choice. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our handle is at house party pod on all three. Yes. Thank you again for tuning in. Our next episode will be a year in review episode. We will discuss. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 through the There's eyes. There's a lot to cover or maybe very little. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, it's certainly been a year for, for a lot of things, including real estate. There's been some, you know, some crazy purchases, some weird properties. Um, so we're going to round all that up and we will discuss it in our next episode. So keep an eye out for that. And thank you for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Bye.